Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back. Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here. Big armed half over there. Just uh, looking <laughs> Just like carrying over episode to episode now. Yeah, looking like the gladiator. It'll be every episode. I'm going to overhype <laughs> you to the point where it's like people are going to meet you. <laughs> oh, you're not that strong. <laughs> I'm going to have to get on steroids or something, creatine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Just get these arms that everybody expects me to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got to come up with new nicknames for you, like Big Arm Taff, because there used to be something else. I don't know, but Sheldon, Sheldon with Family Life has made it uh, popular yeah, he, amongst the staff, right? He keeps he keeps bringing it up. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. And uh, he's going to keep keep going now because he hears heard this podcast, I'm sure. So you bet, you bet. Well, hey, <laughs> if he doesn't, I'll text him. But uh, yeah. uh, it's hard to get you on this podcast, Braden. Looking up jokes on Chat GPT, <laughs> hey dad jokes. Hey, did, oh, did, did you ever? Good. Do you ever know? Or did you ever figure out why you can't ever find an elephant hiding in a tree? No, no, because they're so good at it. That's why. <laughs> do you know oh, why skeletons man. don't fight each other? Why they don't have the guts? Oh my goodness! There we go. Oh <laughs> man, these are those were the best jokes that we found. <laughs> the ones the we could ones. share, anyway. <laughs> oh man, here we are. Here we are, these corny dad jokes, but uh, we want to talk about rationalizations today. What what was the justification for doing the jokes, Brad? Hmm. Yeah, why did we do that? I think we we're just trying to find out, find 
a better way to intro creative you know? ways creative, creative ways to intro yeah, yeah i mean i love hey 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 but something uh, different right? yeah we want something different mix up a bit maybe we should do a joke of the day or something like that i hey? think we should probably do yeah. that you can yeah. write in listeners if you want yeah. that joke tell us a day. joke appropriate joke yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, yeah I, I, there's this pastor that i've seen lots he always starts with like two or three dad jokes and they're written jokes from the internet i'm like oh you could be more creative like come up with your own humor and stuff mm -hmm. but but here we are so doing the exact same <laughs> exact same thing <laughs> Oh man. But, uh, you know, you get to a place in life where you're like, I guess I'm at that age. That's what I'm doing. That's, uh -huh. that's where we're at. That's so, okay. You bet. Good we, we, there, there's a justification for the corny humor is aging, right? Getting older mm -hmm. and I always have to have a good segue. So we're going to talk about rationalizing today, justifications that we use to go to sexual sin and not only what are they, but what does it say about you? It says a lot more about you than you think. I always remember this lady uh, a counselor that we had to speak at one of the first conferences that Brad and I put on uh, before the podcast days. And she, or she always said, she said, uh, there is never a sin without a justification. Never a sin without wow. a justification. That's profound. I That's love that. That's profound. I, yeah. I held on to it. I'm like, it's so true. And so what are the justifications that we use? And also, what do they say about us? We're going to dive in. Yeah. So what are some rationalizations I, I, is a good question of when it comes to porn. And we may not know right away. You might know of some. That's the thing is that we have some that we probably are aware of because we know we're doing it and we rationalize our rationalizations. <laughs> we allow them in our life because uh, we don't really want to do a deep dive or we don't want to address it or we like what the rationalization provides for us, whether it's um, either that dopamine hit that we get when we look at porn, um, maybe the uh, ability or inability, I guess, to feel, um, you know, we, we don't want to feel, so we, we go to something and we numb out <clears throat> maybe it's the comfort aspect of it. You know, we don't want to deal with life. So we go to a drug of choice, whether it be porn, masturbation, other things so that we don't have to deal with life. It's our coping mechanism. So we have rationalizations that surround that. And then even the last episode we were talking about um, even the, the, the gray areas or the things that maybe aren't quite porn or use or, or anything like that, but they're getting to that point, um, and kind of walking or straddling the line. And that could be surrounded by rationalization as well. We have these behaviors that just give us a dabble in something and not a full on behavior, but just maybe a, a peek at it. And we rationalize that behavior. So these are things that we do that are actually moving us further from God, not closer. And that could be a distinction for us. If you're wondering, what is a rationalization in my life? All your behaviors, all the things that we do, uh, when we look at a particular specific behavior or pattern, does it move you closer to God or closer to your drug of choice? Good question. Maybe that's something that you need to think about. Maybe it's something you need to pray about. Is this moving me closer to God? Is it moving me closer to peace, to joy, to all the fruits of the spirit? Am I uh, flourishing as a result of this pattern of behavior? Or is this moving me closer to something else, something that's destructive? And that's something that we need to come to terms with and get honest about. Because often when we're rationalizing a behavior, we've actually adopted some lies surrounding that rationalization. It's not that big of a deal. I'm okay. It's just a little taste. It's not harming anybody. Really, it's not looking at porn or, you know, I'm just thinking about that person a little bit. You know, I'm not actually acting on this lust that I have in my fantasy. I'm not acting on it, so it's not that bad, right? These are the things that we do 
to kind of allow behavior in our life. And they will pull us further and deeper into certain behaviors and patterns than we ever imagined. And we don't even recognize anymore where we started from. And that's the danger. That's what we got to talk about rationalizations. What are these things in our life, the justifications that we are allowing and making that keep us stuck? And they do. These surround often addictive patterns and behaviors, and we aren't aware of them. And these are sometimes one of the last things that we actually come to terms with is these rationalizing behaviors or belief systems that we have around a behavior or a pattern of living. So let's talk about that. And what are these things that uh, you are rationalizing? Yeah. And I like all those examples that you said. And then we also blame situations or people, right? There's, you know, if we want to seek comfort or, you know, numb out because we don't have comfort, it's often because of a situation. It's because of a health challenge or it's because of a relational conflict or, uh, or relational status or something at work. And so, um, you know, there's, there's situations that we blame or people that we blame and, uh, and the thing about all this stuff is we do it because it makes sense. <laughs> I always say we, we think common sense is not common enough. We need more common sense. I'm like, no, no, we need less common sense sometimes because the justifications, they do make sense to us. Well, we don't feel like it is hurting anybody. If I do it in mm-hmm. the quietness of my own room, that logically kind of makes sense. Or I'm feeling so alone right now because my spouse has been mean to me for so long yeah. and shut me yeah. down. Like, that, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Right. And so, but what we need is we need a different perspective that doesn't make, make logical sense to our, to our kind of human way of thinking. I was reading Luke six this morning, the Beatitudes, and, and it says, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, like is hunger for something, whether it's for food or anything else, like hungering for relationships, hungering for approval. Is that ever something that's a justification when that's not Mm. satisfied? I think so. Blessed are you who weep now, like you're just so sad about something you need to numb out uh, with sexual sin. Blessed are you who, blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Like, man, that person, they hate me. This is intense. Like, no, and I just can't handle it. And you got to go to go to pornography or sexual sin yeah. or, or start touching yourself or or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Those justifications often they're these are we're blaming other people or circumstances. Yeah. What Braden is saying is these little subtle things like oh, I think I can do it one more time. Who is it hurting? These kinds of things, and we have to be aware of that because all throughout Scripture, there's a whole different perspective on all of these situations and justifications, and so we need to bring them up to the Lord because not only is it something where we need to replace them with truth. That's kind of like a mental exercise or discipline where obviously do it with prayer and with the Lord, but it also reveals a lot in your heart. Like, do you just kind of feel like, like you're, you're nothing like the justification, for example, about, I don't think that this is hurting anybody at the very least it's hurting you. Yeah. Like, do you not have value? You have immense value. Mm -hmm. And so you need to, you need to realize like, what's the heart belief behind the justification? Um, we were looking at the scripture and in, in Genesis four, there's a story where Cain and Abel, the first kids of Adam and Eve and um, are, they're both working and Abel has a flock and Cain's working the ground and they bring this sacrifice to the Lord. They both bring a sacrifice, but Abel brings the, the best of his first fruits and Cain just brings a lesser sacrifice. And so God looks at, 
looks at Abel and his sacrifice with favor and not at Cain's. And so then Cain is angry and he's mad. He ends up killing his brother. And you think about that, like he has a wrong belief about God and he, he could justify and say, I did all of this work. Like I did all this work and now you don't even value what I brought you. Mm-hmm. And I think about marriage, like how many times in marriage do we think, man, I'm trying to love my wife. I'm trying to love my husband. I've been doing all of this work in the house. I've been supporting and bringing money in for the family and they just don't value me. And it's because we're not learning how to love them in the way that they want. See, God has God had his desire for a certain kind of sacrifice, and Cain didn't meet that. He did his own thing in his own effort, and he tried to do what he thought was sufficient. Well, God's like, that. that's not my way, though. And so in marriages, we need to learn how to love our spouses in a way that they receive love, not just do it all in our own effort and think that we're doing the right thing, but we never consider them. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't feel loved, then they shut us down or we feel emotionally dis- uh, disconnected. And then that's a justification because they're just not treating us very well. And so we need to get outside of ourselves sometimes and realize like, what is going on in my heart? Is it because of me? Am I justifying my behavior, blaming someone else, but actually my own expectations or my own efforts are the things that are steering me away from what the Lord would say is the eternal, a path of eternal life of doing the right things and being connected to him. Sometimes this is really steeped in um, uh, a belief system to shrouded around the idea that uh, we're a victim. Um, Like something happens to me, so this allows me to do this. A happened, so that means automatically B can happen. And what I mean by that is also a circumstance or someone, something did this to me. And as a result, that gives me allowance, that gives me permission to do this other thing. And it doesn't matter if it's bad or destructive this happened, so I have to do this. And really what it is, you play a victim. You are a victim to your circumstance. You are a victim to the people around you. You are a victim to your emotion. All these things that can happen to you, and they do, um, that justifies for you in your mind a certain pattern of behavior. And really, you're just a slave to uh, the way that life pushes you around, really. And you don't take, I mean, we, we end up, what happens is we don't take ownership of anything. And then we remain stuck because... You can't control circumstance. You can't control the people around you. You can't control necessarily the emotions that you feel on a day-to-day basis. And so that is a really damaging mindset to have. We have to have a shift in the sense that God gives us agency. When we something happens to us, we can invite him into that and he helps us through these things. And he enables us to respond, not react. And and that's there's a key distinction between those things. things. A reaction is we don't have any cho- we don't have any thought really given to it, or um, we don't really stop and take a breath and and make a choice out of it. We just do, we just respond, we just react out of something. And but respond, you know, you think about something, you process it, you deliberate, you pray, you invite others into your choice making, you invite God into your choice making, and then you move through that. Instead, you uh, instead of going to something where that's irrational or uh, it, it's just quick. Like you, you're basically a slave to instinct, right? And there's a big difference. And I don't think you want to be uh, on that other negative spectrum where something happens and B happens automatically. A happens, so B has to happen. You know, a silly example is like my wife loves chocolate. 
she's having a stressful day. <laughs> so that's it. I'm getting chocolate. <laughs> and, and that's a silly example. It's not destructive because she's really good with uh, the amount that she eats. Um, she would say she doesn't, but uh, I know she's, she's, she's cautious and, but she loves chocolate, but it's one of those things, right? But we can go to, to the nth degree with some of that stuff. So same example, something stressful happens in life. That's it. I'm going to go look at porn for two hours, right? You see that kind of how it can move towards that if we allow it. And, and that's really what happens with justifying our behavior, rationalizing our behavior is we are not taking ownership of anything. Same example of Cain and Abel. Like, was, was it really the, the specific sacrifice that God was concerned about or, or about the heart? It was the heart behind the sacrifice. And God warned Cain that sin was crouching at his doorstep. He warned him. He loved him. He was warning him. And Cain didn't take heed to that. He didn't listen. You know, he was going through his own stuff in his mind. He was already justifying. He was already rationalizing. And he had the, vi- the mindset of a victim. You know, this happened to me. How, you know, so he can justify a murder. We can get to the point where we will justify a murder. Not saying you're a murderer, but you see how extreme we can get? No, it's true. Like yeah. we can justify some really crazy behaviors because we feel like we're owed something or something hasn't been given to us. So we deserve this. And, you know, we go through our list in our mind of all these things, but really it moves us further away from God than closer. Yeah, that's it, it's so true, and we. I think it's I think it's all right what you're saying to talk with the extreme, like we can justify a murder because if we know that, then how are we living by the same principle to a lesser degree? Because that's the starting point mm-hmm. to it. I mean, obviously, most people listening are not going to get to that point of committing murder, but mm. but it's like you could you could uh, believe anything at a small degree, and it leave it steers you off track by one degree, right? And then you're off and and so we need to learn how to bring the truth of Jesus into it and the truth of scripture and and have him really like meet us there and we welcome him there when we're justifying things. And I don't think it's going to happen in the moment, right? Like we have to we have to be building ourselves up in his strength throughout our days. It's not going to just come in the moment of temptation when you're just so laser focused and all you think about is is the encounter or the the pleasure or whatever it would be like uh, we understand that brad and i like the prefrontal cortex in our brain it shuts mm-hmm. down often when there's just this flood of dopamine leading activating the neural pathways that have led to sexual sin for so long but what we need to do to rewire our brain is when we're not tempted then you, we put our we we bring our justifications to the table and let's actually say a table let's actually say a pen and paper yeah and you'd bring your justifications there because what you're doing is you're not ignoring the situation and then when you get tempted again then you try to deal with it you're actually at a at a different state of mind when your prefrontal cortex which is where logic is critical thinking problem solving it's the front of the brain which it's very helpful um when it's activated and so in order to activate it in this scenario and to rewire things, we have to bring our sin and our justification to the table when our brain's in a good state. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually think through it and we can pray through it and we can dwell on the truths that counter the justifications. And the like Brandon's saying, like there's a lot of, uh, or a big victim element to this. And I think of in in scripture, there's a story of a lame guy by the pool and, and Jesus goes there and he sees this guy lying there. He's been there a long time. And Jesus is like, do you want to be healed? And it's like, what a question, right? Like the guy's lame. 
and he can't walk and there's a pool there and all these people are going to the pool and he and getting healed and he's not and he's been there a long time like why would you say do you want to get healed no. <laughs> it's like obviously but you you have to ask the question because if a guy's been there a long time i mean do you really really want it i think that that might be a valid question and so it's the same thing with people when we're stuck in sexual sin for a long time and we're just stuck to say like do you really want this mm, that's yeah. a really good question yeah. because some guys are real with themselves and just going no not really i remember a guy he was real with me you know like he, he got involved in in one-on-one -on -one coaching he uh paid whatever amount of money it was and he got three out of uh, i think the eight sessions done and then he had an injury and and it was an injury at the start of summertime and he said to me He's like, man, I had all these plans for summer and I was going to have so much fun and have so much fun with friends. And he was going to go on a couple trips. And now I can't because of this injury. And so he was real with me. He said, Matt, honestly, I don't want to quit right now. Quit porn. And so we had made some progress and then he got hurt. And that was a justification because there was so much disappointment. And he's like, I just don't want it. And so we stopped. And, and, it, and it's sad because what it's done in relationships in his life is... I, I mean, I don't know, but but it's uh, the question of do you really want to be healed, I think is good to be real. That, like the thing with him is I actually was like, at least you're being honest and you're aware. Mm -hmm. It's not good that you're intentionally going to sin as your comfort, but he is being real. A lot of us, we kind of spin our wheels for a long time and we think that we're doing the right thing, but there is a large part of us where we just want the pleasure or we want to be able to blame situations um, because then it's not our fault. And if we're spinning our wheels trying to get free, but we're, we're only like half-hearted in our attempt, then, I mean, that could sometimes be even worse than just quitting the process altogether because then you think you've tried everything, but really you haven't tried it with a whole heart. Yeah. And so, you know, this guy says to, says to Jesus, like, hey, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water's stirred up. And while I'm going, another one steps down before me. And Jesus tells him to get up and, and he heals him. But what's cool is that this guy says, I never had anybody to help me. All these other people would go, but I wasn't able to go. But when he met Jesus, he was able to get healed. Yeah. And so with your justifications, they are crippling you. They're literally crippling you. You're trying to get up and walk and move in freedom. But the justifications and more so the belief systems that are leading to the justification, like this isn't hurting anybody. That's the justification on, on the heart. The belief of the heart is that you don't see value in yourself. Like that stuff is crippling you. But when you have an encounter with Jesus, he literally can heal you. He can yeah. change you. He can give you the energy and the strength to get up and to go do the thing that you need to do to get healed. And so we want to encourage you with that, that you can write down all of these things that you say to yourself, or you can pray and say, God, what is it that I'm saying or believing that is getting me trapped in sin and trapped in this, this habitual uh, acting out or behavior that I'm trying to get out of. What are the belief systems that I have? And when you write them down and then you pray through them and get the Lord's truth and, and thank him for that truth and it can start to get into your heart, all of a sudden you're going to be able to get up. Yeah. You're going to be able to get into that pool, that living water that will bring healing into your life. Yeah, amen. And I think that, a lot of justification. I love that example. Um, it centers around for us in our mind, the justification is uh, what's the easiest path for us. 
And often the easiest path that we think is the one that is well-traveled, the one that we know. And, and so we stick to that pathway. It can be very scary or unknown for us to think that there's another way. So we remain stuck in a certain kind of pattern behavior, like that lame guy at the pool. A great question, you know, do you want to be healed? I mean, of course, uh, from our end, because we walk, we can run. You know, we have a life centered around being able to do that, but someone who hasn't and all they've known is a certain kind of life, it might seem scary to that guy to be able to have a life again of being able to be mobile. Like, where do you walk to? Where do you go? What's life going to be like, right? And while that might seem exciting to us that know the freedom, for him, all he knows is that pool, right? All he knows is a certain kind of lifestyle and he knows that. There's some comfort in knowing what your tomorrow is going to bring in the sense, this is what my day looks like, right? And so that's the thing with porn. I mean, sometimes we can walk with that limp for years because that's all that we know. And we don't know what the beyond that looks like and that there is more beyond this kind of life. And there is for us the sense that we can have freedom, but for some of us, freedom might seem a little scary because <laughs> like we have to face some things then. The fact that porn has been a masking behavior, we go to it because we don't have to go deeper. We don't have to talk about what's going on inside. We don't have to face our past. We don't have to look into our hearts or allow God to do that. Instead, we can keep this masking behavior and and that might seem easier. And the other thing too that we can justify, and I know I did this, is if something is hard, my justification is that's probably not the right thing or I'm doing it wrong, right? And what I mean by that is the battle that you're facing and and you know, getting porn out of your life is hard. It is hard. It takes effort. It takes uh, a choice on your part to surrender to God. There's some surgery that's happening in our heart. It doesn't always feel good. Um, there are struggles some days. There are hard emotions that we need to face. It's difficult. Sometimes there's friction. And because of that, sometimes we think our justification anyway is if it was the right thing, it would be easy. Let's just dispel that myth right now. You are in a battle. It will be a battle for sure. And that means that sometimes you get cut, sometimes you get hit in the head, but with God's help, we have freedom and we can punch back. We can have victory. We can take up our sword and our shield. We can stand against the enemy and we can have victory. And that's the thing that we need to understand and justifying some of these behaviors is just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. In fact, I think anything worth doing is hard. So the fact that you have to go again, turn to this battle, and even though you might have, hey, I, I tried accountability, it didn't work. Or, you know what? I went for six months and I was doing great, but it was just too hard. I, I just felt like it was too stressful. So I'm just going to go back to my behavior. Whatever your justifications are in some of these things, I'm just going to tell you right now, those are not true. They're lies. If you're the belief that you have surrendering around that justification, you know what? It's going to keep you stuck there. But if you make that choice, no. I don't want to justify anymore. I want to face these things in honesty. I want God in this. I want to be walking towards him instead of walking away. Uh, when we make those decisions, those justifications, they start to fall off of us as time goes on and uh, as we surrender them to God. And that's what we got to do because it might seem comfortable like the guy, the lame guy in the pool. But when Jesus asks you that question, do you want to be well? We have to answer it. We have to actually say, yes, I do. And when you do that, you make that choice. When you say yes to Jesus, he is going to help you out of that pool. He's going to heal you. But that doesn't mean that the battle is stopped. He's going to be there with you in the battle. But just understand that the battle is worth fighting. It is. We're standing here. 
I guess we're sitting here. We're sitting here talking to you, telling you the battle is worth it. And uh, we know that fully because we have been in points that you probably are facing right now. And we understand that. That was inspiring. <laughs> I'm feeling good after that. <laughs> well, there like we go. It. Let's go. Come on, everybody. Let's go. We got this. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's worth it. Sometimes I, I've, I've seen it with guys where they justify sin because of their, their perception of their identity, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'll say to guys, like, how, what does it take for you to label yourself pure? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what does it take for you to be pure? Like, at what point are you free of sin? Mm-hmm. Is it like after a week? Is it six months, a year? And it, it's interesting the responses from people, but really, like, our goal for so many is to be free of porn. So, at what point are you free? Are you free after two days? Are you free after six months? Are you mm-hmm. free after two and a half years like I fell back after two years three months like like at what point are you free of it and so if your justification is that well I just don't think I'm free of it yet well then are you letting yourself off the hook to watch again in Mm. the future because you're not free of it right or if you're just a pervert or just a disappointment then I mean of course you're going to do that but if you're like no I'm actually free in Christ and he set me free and I'm a child of God and more than a conqueror able to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy like if that's your identity, then you're not going to go to sin as much because you know that you don't have to. And so a lot of our justification sometimes is because of our, our perception of our identity that's not in line with what, with what God says about us. Um, you know, our, our view of God might be a, a, a justification. We might pray and say, hey, God, I, I asked you for help. You didn't answer. You didn't take mm-hmm. this temptation from me. Where were you? And that's a victim mindset because really if God doesn't clearly answer your prayer, he so believes in you to figure it out and he's going to bring thoughts to your mind and his word is right there. You can open a Bible and you can dwell on that and you can turn to praise. And so if you're listening for him or you're begging him, like take this from me, but he's not, the temptation is still there. I think he's pouring belief into you saying, I know that you can find me even in the face of this. And so turn to praise or turn to thanksgiving or or to the word or to other people who can walk with you and so i i see his we could call it a lack of response as as a scenario where he really honors us and and is believing in us that we can do it but it's easy like i used to it's easy to say oh i don't think he answered me i'm going to give in because i asked him to take it from me and he didn't and so our belief in god i mean that kind of goes goes to cain right like cain was angry against god when God was when God didn't look at his sacrifice with favor. I mean, our our belief around God is flawed, and when it is flawed, it it, it moves us to sin so often. The story of the talents, right, Brad, in scripture, yeah. where there's uh, what is it, five talents, two talents, and one yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. The one servant who, I mean, he he basically buried the talent, and he did it out of a wrong belief of. I guess it'd be the owner in that parable, right? Yeah, uh, wh- yeah, wrong belief of God, yeah, basically. But like, a wrong belief about God. And and this is this is true for us. We will do things like that based on a wrong belief about God. And and really he cares about our heart and he wants to be in close relationship with us to understand who he is, um, to live out of that. And when we close ourselves off, when we wall ourselves off out of wrong justifications or beliefs, it can be very hard to live a life moving towards Jesus because we will shroud ourselves in, in these these lies and, and protect ourselves in walls and, and whatever else. And we uh, we can learn to justify everything then at that stage. And that's what happens. And uh, 
it just doesn't allow us to move forward. In fact, it keeps us stuck even further and even more destructive patterns and behaviors. And we don't want that for you. You know, I think that's why we have to get honest and real about maybe what we do believe. Maybe you right now are listening. You're like, you know what? I don't have a great belief about God. I believe that he's angry with me. I believe he's distant. I believe he's not present in my life. All these different things. If that's you, you know, we're praying for you, but I would definitely push in. And if you're having a hard time praying right now, you know, just start small, start small, you know, read a little bit of the Bible. Um, maybe you got to listen to an audio book or uh, audio kind of version of someone reading scripture, or maybe it's just a small prayer, like start small. But the thing is, is like, even what Matt's talking about, sometimes the answers we're expecting from God are not the answers we need. Sometimes the answers we want from God are not the answers that we need. Um, and so that's why, like, when we pray, God is listening. He is listening, but, and he answers in ways that sometimes we don't fully understand. Um, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. They're, he's, he's so much better and different and uh, in the sense of our understanding sometimes. So that's why when we're praying, just understand that he is fully present. He is with us and listening, and he has your best interest at heart. He is for you. He is with you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave your side. And you just need to know that. You need to hear that and stop justifying. Stop, you know, going through these rationalizations in your mind of why you're doing certain kind of patterns and behaviors. Yeah, that's really good. And so who told you the justification? I want you to think about that. Whatever it is, who told it to you? Uh, I remember a guy saying something that, again, I used to say this to myself. And I never fully believed it, but I, it was in my head is that, hey, I think masturbation is healthy. Mm. And, I, and so who told me that? Who told this other guy that, that I'm thinking of? Both of us, we read it on articles on, on, on the internet. And so who wrote those articles? What's their value system? How has it been? What's the fruit of it in their life? Who told you the justification that it's not hurting anybody or that, hey, one more time won't hurt? Mm. Who told you that? Because if it's not Jesus telling you things, you got to consider whether or not it's healthy. If it's led you into sin before, really do a deep dive into that. I, I Again, I was reading, uh, I think it was Luke 6 this morning, and about the people who were, uh, the two houses, one built on the rock and one built on the sand. And, and the one built on the rock, it, it was interesting, these words, it said he dug deep and to build his foundation or build his house on the foundation of the rock. He dug deep. And I was like, that's really cool. Those words stood out to me because sometimes we have to dig deep into this stuff. If your justifications are leading you into sin, dig deep into who told you this, what's the truth of God, and how can you even have that go deep into your heart so that that can be the thing that you live out of next time temptation comes. Uh, every time you get tempted, it's a test. It's, 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 a, it's a revealing situation showing you exactly the thing that you need help and healing and growth in. And so uh, consider the past times you've been tempted. Think about that, pray about that, and just consider what is it that's leading you to justify your sin. Yeah, absolutely. And along with you, we're with you in this. Uh, pick up your sword, pick up your shield. Let's go to battle. And if there's justifications, um, start to view them correctly, as Matt, you're talking about. Um, who told you them? Where are they coming from? Uh, they're not for your flourishing. They're not for your benefit. And uh, see them correctly. See them in the correct light. Allow God to reveal these things to you and uh, allow him to work in your heart instead of 
denying him access because you have wrong beliefs about him or you just really in pride want to hold on to certain patterns and behaviors in your life. Lay those things down, surrender to him, but then let's go to get into the battle in the correct way, not uh, the way that's been damaging us for for so long. So bless you all. We're, we're so appreciative of you listening and pass this on to your friends and family and coworkers. Uh, we're so thankful of how God is working in and through this podcast. Just two regular guys uh, walking in the journey with you and uh, we're, we're thankful. We're with you in this. We're praying for you and uh, we hope that you have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.